this is Joe Franks. It's July 7th, and this is another edition of Unfathomable Grace. This is a time when something from the Word of God has impressed me, maybe something from reading uh, another author, and uh, I want to share it with you. I want you to be encouraged by this, maybe challenged sometime. But today I want to talk about the outward show. What are we supposed to think about that outward show? Are we supposed to make too much of it, too little of it? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? When I say the word outward show, what comes to mind? A hypocritical showman or someone who's just living out the reality of what Christ has done on the inside? So let's go. Let's see what the scriptures have to say and how we might be able to think about the outward show. It is true that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Man can only see the outward show. It may be legit, it may be illegit, but God sees both the outward show and the inward soul. So what's important? What's important to God? What's important to man? Some people like to point out the Pharisees uh, their external piety as they walked about with their long flowing robes and making sure not to be in the presence of sinners. Friends, the problems with the Pharisees was not their external piety. No, the characteristic of those men which was so deplorable to Jesus was their lack of interest in a matching internal purity. It was their duplicity their hypocrisy, their only outward focus that troubled Jesus, not their desire to walk in a holy or pure manner. Now, look at Jesus, for example. Jesus was one who kept God's law from the inside out. His insides were pure. His outside was pure. Jesus worshiped God with all of his heart, his soul, and his mind. And then what happened? The father recognized it, said, this is my son. I'm pleased with him. And what happened? Jesus loved the father with his heart, soul, mind, and what's that final word? Strength. Inside and outside. With his heart and with his hands with his will and with his works, with his thinking and with his talking, with his character and with his conduct, Jesus was the total man. His inner show was impressive to the Father, as was his outward show to both the Father and his watching brothers. So now, what are we to do, Christian, Christ-like follower? the one who has the Spirit of Christ living in him? Are you supposed to be like Paul told Timothy, a person who is an example of the believer in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity? Jesus was honorable on the inside, and it showed on the outside. Timothy was to be changed on the inside, and it was to show forth as he was an example of the believer on the outside, and the same is true of the elder. When Paul writes the letter of 1 Timothy 3, 
It says this, this saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of an overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be what? Above reproach. The husband of one wife. Some of these things are external and some of them are internal. Sober-minded, self-controlled, but respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He has to manage his own household well, keeping his children submissive. And then it says at the end, he must be thought well of by outsiders. Do you see the importance that Paul is saying to Timothy, to the elders? It's an internal change that shows itself with external qualities. And so this is what we do. We do not think that there is a big distinction here, as if those who have internal holiness are better than those who have external holiness. Oh, wait, let me try to put this in, in, in words that are more easily understood. What if you have an external holiness but no internal? That's no good. You're a lawbreaker. You're unholy. You put on a good show, but the Father is not pleased. Well, what would happen if you had an internal purity that didn't manifest in an external, external profession? Well, you'd start asking questions about that internal purity, wouldn't you? Is this what the Spirit of Christ really does, is affect someone on the inside and leave them unchanged in their display, in their doxology, in their outward worship? No way. What does the gospel do? The gospel takes the sinful person who has sinful inclinations and sinful manifestations, and the gospel dresses that person in the righteousness of Christ. The gospel gives that person a new heart. The gospel allows that person to stand and say, I am blameless. I am righteous. I am perfect. I am holy. And the gospel then feeds that person's affections, changes, morphs, revives, causes that person to want to live differently. And then the same spirit that regenerated is the same spirit that sanctifies. And that person starts to show forth the new reality that is on the inside. So therefore, the gospel believer, the one that has been affected by grace, is someone who has an inner holiness that shows itself in an external practice. And what else would we expect? We are now the temples of the Holy Spirit. And as His glory comes in, it has to squeeze out some way. And what better way is it for us than for us to be affected in our speech and in our actions? Maybe now the words of Jesus make a little bit more sense. Let your good works be seen so that your neighbors can recognize them and then give glory to God. So as Christians, we are people who love what Christ has done on the inside and love what he continues to do through us while the watching world marvels. Think on that.